Welcome to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Vidala, and we're going to talk about music theory, lyric writing, creative productivity, inspiration, and more. I'm super excited to have you here, so let's dive into the episode. Hey friend, on this podcast, we're going to talk about how to handle feedback. So a part of the inspiration for why I want to talk about this is I was sort of thinking through um, things that I wish I knew earlier. And obviously we've already covered some music theory things that are, you know, the earlier you know it, the better. And uh, we're certainly going to cover more of that and we're going to cover more on lyrics and other things that are going to be helpful. But it's also really helpful to understand and um, be ahead, I guess, on the psychological front. Um, because for me, I definitely get discouraged for uh, probably two years where my songwriting just went to almost nothing because I didn't give up, but um, I was just really discouraged. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't from feedback, um, but it was due to things external to me and things about letting things discourage me. So I wanted to talk about uh, how, how to handle feedback, which can be explicit or implicit. Um, so the first thing is, it's important to understand that everyone has something to offer. And, you know, no matter who is listening to your music, no matter who has something to say about it, everybody has something to offer. Whether it's your mom who doesn't like the genre of music that you're working in, or, you know, uh, maybe it's your, your little sister who thinks you can do nothing right. Or maybe it's your friend who thinks everything you do is awesome and you like the exact same type of music as he does and you write the same exact type of music that he likes. Or maybe it's somebody who's also a songwriter. Um... No matter who it is, they all have something valuable to to say in 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 their feedback. They all they all have some validity to what they're saying, and it's important to understand that right away. That you know, for example, if you are authoring a book, you wouldn't be like, well, the only people whose feedback I care about is is other writers, right? Like, that would be silly, because it's also important to know how a reader is reading your book. And if you just have other authors say what they think about your book, well, they're looking at it from a writer's perspective, which which is good, right? Of course, that's helpful. But it's also, or arguably more helpful to know what people's perspectives are who who aren't thinking through like well how to write a book and how to develop these characters and stuff like that instead you know people who are thinking through like am i enjoying this story is the story keeping my attention are there are there intriguing things to keep me be like hmm i should read the next chapter because i wonder what that was all about and it's the same with music uh, so don't just think that only other musicians or other songwriters have have um, valid feedback to give. 
I think that's really important to understand. But you also have to understand the, the point of view of the person who's giving you feedback. So, for example, some people are going to be coming from the point of view of, say, say, stranger versus friend, right? A stranger has really no reason, you know, assuming you're not a big deal already, a stranger has no reason to lie to you, right? They don't know you. They could have just said nothing to you, and it wouldn't matter because, you know, they might be a stranger at your show or somebody online who doesn't know who you are. So they have no reason to comment on your YouTube video and say, hey man, that's a really great song, nice job. They have no reason to say that, right? Because Unless they mean it. So why would they just make that up? They have nothing to gain. They don't even know you. <clears throat> and similarly, people you know um, also sort of, you have to understand their point of view. And they're in the tougher spot, right? Because you may put... Um, even if you don't mean to, there can be sort of a pressure that they feel to like what you do because they like you, they're friends with you, they're uh, dating or married to you, they're your parents. Um, <clears throat> but really, uh, those people are allowed taste too, right? And... It's important to understand where people are coming from when they're giving you feedback. So you need to sort of filter the feedback through who this person is and where they're coming from. So if you have, you know, a stranger who likes your style of music, what they have to say and what your, you know, your friend who only likes happy pop music has to say about your sad country song you know, that well, that person's come from a different perspective. If all they like is pop music, they probably, A, don't care about lyrics that much. Let's be honest, pop lyrics are usually nothing to write home about. And they probably like catchy things, right? Because most pop songs are at least attempting to be catchy. So they probably have no use for, you know, guitars or in the country music analogy, you know, steel guitars. They're probably like, what is that? Um, so you have to understand that they're coming from their perspective. So somebody who likes pop music saying certain things about your song, like say they say it's boring. Well, you, you get to take that for, for what it's worth. On the one hand, anytime somebody says that your music is boring, I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta listen to that a, a tiny bit and be like, well... What are they really saying here? Is it that my arrangement doesn't have something new coming in often enough to keep it interesting? Like, maybe it's not your song that's boring. Maybe it's just the arrangement of it uh, that makes it boring. Or maybe the person just likes pop music and all they like is a, a straight beat that is really just the same beat over and over and over and over again that they deem as catchy. So maybe... Their opinion is, frankly, something that you shouldn't care about in this instance, which sounds harsh, but that is the final point, which is that while everybody does have something to offer, you have to understand that not all feedback is created equal. It just isn't. Um, because somebody who, you know, say only likes a specific genre that's different than yours. 
well, what they have to say about your music, unless they can totally remove all of their bias, which good luck, is, I mean, it's, it's going to be biased, right? If they like only hard rock music with, with screams and, and to them post-grunge is soft, and you write piano ballads like they're they're not gonna they're not gonna like your music, and some feedback that they have may be very influenced from the fact that they just can't get over the fact that there aren't heavy guitars and screaming going on, and they're like, oh, it's so boring or shallow or some you know something else stupid, because they're just not your target audience. They're just not, and. You know, that that goes whether whether it's a genre thing or different people have different value judgments, right? So so for me, for example, I have a really high value judgment on quality lyrics. I just, just lyrics are so important. If you show me a song where the lyrics are the same old crap and they have nothing decent to say, um, I, I have, I have a, a semi-rule, which is a good lyric is the kind of lyric that you can take a take you know, a printout of and frame it and put it on your wall and it doesn't look silly. So if it doesn't pass this wall test, it's meh, whatever. It's, it's nothing to write home about. And that, that is, that is what I like in music is frameable lyrics. And I like a really memorable melody. I don't care about catchy. I, I truly don't care about catchy. I like things to be memorable, memorable piano riff, a memorable, you know, whatever. Melody, um, a melody, a memorable guitar riff, but I don't really care about catchy. Um, and then a third thing that I have a really high value judgment on is a lot of building and breaking. So I like, you know, singing lower notes in the chorus and then hitting the high notes, or sorry, hitting lower notes in the verses or something, and then high notes in the chorus and that contrast and, you know, going from like mostly just a piano to like then a ton of guitars coming in. I really like that where there's a lot of build and break and it's very emotional feeling. I have a very low value judgment on anything with screams or rap, which does not mean I don't like any rap. That's not true. I like some rap. I like some Eminem and I like some NF and, uh, you know, there's some other stuff I've heard that I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, but for the most part, once you start screaming and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't like, why, why are we doing this? You lose me. And that's, that's not a, like, it's not good. It's, that's not what I'm saying. It's just not for me. Right. That's just not my taste. My, my tastes came from, you know, Vertical Horizon and Five for Fighting and The Fray and Goo Goo Dolls and, and Pose of the Fall and um, Breaking Benjamin. Like, my taste is somewhere inspired by those sort of bands. And it's just really important to understand that depending on where people are coming from, with their different genre tastes, their different value judgments, that not all opinions are created equal. So if your friend is really into lyrics the same way you are and treasures the same thing in a lyric that you do and he has some critique on your lyric, that's pretty worth listening to probably. If somebody who just likes lyrics that are repetitive and boring and or stupid or about the same two things, like, well, we'll keep picking on pop music. Like pop music, um, and they and they have critique 
of your lyrics, you know, may, maybe the, who cares, right? <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, well, I'm sorry that I don't write to the lyrical quality of Katy Perry. <laughs> Said no one ever, right? So it's just really important to contextualize all of the feedback that you get. And at the end of the day, it's just really important to not take it personally. And I know it's hard. It's I, I've explained to people that one of the most personal things is somebody's song and somebody's voice. So, you know, if you insult my software development skills, um, I'm a software developer by day, um, or if you insult so many things about me, like, eh, whatever, I don't care. But there's something about when people don't like your voice and when people don't like a song you write that just rips you to the core. And I think it's because that's really personal to you, right? Um, I care about the code I write. Obviously, I want it to be good code, but it's not like I bore my soul with that code, right? <laughs> like, that would be silly. Um, but I do with my music. And it's just really important to understand that people have different tastes. Not everybody's going to like your stuff. You know, the, the bands that everybody loves seemingly, there are so many people that hate those bands. They might not admit it, but they're out there. Right. Or, or take the opposite, right? Everybody makes fun of Nickelback. Everybody makes fun of Nickelback, but guess what? They're still one of the biggest bands on the planet. So somebody's going to the concerts, somebody's buying the albums and on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, there are few people who are bold enough to say they don't like the Beatles, but, you know, there's plenty of us. Notice I said us. Yes, I give zero craps about the Beatles. I think they're incredibly overrated and meh, whatever. I don't care. I said it. I said it. I don't like the Beatles. I don't. And so, and, and you might be insulted by that right now, like... <gasps> I cared about this guy's opinion before, but now he's just a loser. He's a joke. And and the the point here, right, is there's just different taste, man. This is just different taste. And there's going to be artists that I like that you think are junk, and there's going to be artists that that um you like that I don't like, and that's just the way of the world. And you have to understand that there's going to be people that don't like your music, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It just doesn't. And you need to take the feedback and utilize it uh, to improve on your craft, but you can't take it too personally and you can't take it too religiously either because at the end of the day, it's your music and some people just aren't your target audience. Thanks for listening to the Songwriter Theory Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you want to jumpstart your songwriting, be sure to download my free guide on 10 proven ways to start writing a song at songwritertheory.com slash free guide. Whether you're brand new to songwriting or a seasoned vet, this guide will help you to avoid staring at a blank page wondering where to start. Even if you just want to figure out some different ways to start writing a song, this free guide is for you.